There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Jim Price. We're waiting for Dr. Kirk Elliott to join in. He's uh, he's just a little delayed, but once he gets in, we'll bring him in here. And Jim, how are you doing today? Doing great, sir. Doing great. Uh, I was just uh, reading up on um, our government doing experiments with our atmosphere in 1962. <laughs> I just... Well, you know, it's funny because they're, they're trying to fix the atmosphere. There's all these holes in it, and we don't know why. And, and you, you send this article out there about this uh, nuclear bomb that they... You know, let go yeah. in our atmosphere. And, you know, yeah, they were trying to poke holes happened. in our atmosphere. But then they said if they tax you enough, we can fix that same hole. Or oh. or a hole like it. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? It's, uh, tax tax dollars apparently can, can solve anything. Yeah. 1958, the Soviet Union called for a ban on atmospheric tests of nuclear weapons. Well, that was... Where were we? Oh, we went on to 1962 and go ahead and create the Starfish Prime Project. <sighs> High-altitude nuclear bomb testing. Ah, that's good. That's, well, you know, drive an electric car. That'll fix that hole. What you, I thought we had, I thought the uh, hairspray thing was making the hole in the atmosphere. I thought that's why we got rid of oh, big aerosols, bar hair. Yeah, it's, you, know what, you know what happened is the aerosols float up and they get caught in the gamma radiation in the cesium-127 and they get stuck there. That, that's really the problem. It's because of all these nuclear bombs mm. they let off back in the 50s. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it sounded cool at the time. <laughs> well, you know, it's just fine. You know, the government's here to help you. Don't you worry about that at all. Um, that's that's the world we live in. Go back to sleep, America. It's okay. They will take care of you. Do what they say. Take that vaccine. Stay in your house. Put on your mask. Don't go to work. (laughs) Kneel down. Let them pay you. Everything will be okay. You will Mm -hmm. own nothing, and you will like it. If everybody's got a guaranteed income, then that means that 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 money means nothing because everybody has the exact same money. Right. Not only that yeah. is, if that money means nothing, <clears throat> how, how are you ever going to have the ability to get wealthy? And if you look at a lot of these like sci-fi shows that come out, right? right. They always show this dystopian future where there's like a, a select few of elites that have all the wealth and everybody else is just poor. Right. But we all wear like white jumpsuits or something, isn't it? Like those, everybody's in, the roads are white. What was it? Uh, oh, um, Demolition Man? Where they were all, like Taco Bell won the... Fast food wars and <laughs> <laughs> great diarrhea in the future. It's awesome. Now it, it's a. I, I don't understand why. You know the the idea, the psychological effect of being having utopia never works. That the human the human being cannot survive. What, what, remember that mice uh, experiment, the mice utopia that the, the guy did, mm-hmm. where he had all these different. You know, they gave him everything they needed, and then it just it the the entire. Uh, genome yeah, so they, and everything they just gave, declined. They they gave mice an an abundance of food, and basically what happened is that they never any supply of food, and they, they destroyed themselves. And it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting in that perspective. But uh, Jim, we'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna go to Dr. Kirk Elliott. We got him on. Dr. Kirk Elliott, what's up, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. But you know, some interesting things happening in the markets. 
<laughs> yeah, he can say that again. So, so I mean, there's some there's some really wild stuff. So, in in Davos last week, as all the global elites were meeting over there, um, they started talking a lot about artificial intelligence, right, mm-hmm. and open AI, and and then. You know, it's like, well, what's that going to do? And, well, it's going to be basically replace most customer service jobs globally, right? It's this movement towards machines running the world. And, and I was hearing some of the stuff that they were talking about. Um, it, it made me think of the Terminator movie. Right? Mm-hmm. So remember in the first one, you had Skynet, and it was all the machines that were basically got too smart and they decided we're going to destroy our creators, which were the humans, right? So that was the gist of the movie. And I couldn't help but think of that as, as they were all talking about um, the, the CEO of Microsoft was talking to, you know, the, the World Economic Forum people and say, yeah, we're moving towards artificial intelligence, open AI. And in fact, Microsoft, you know, just is, is doing about a $10 billion um, contribution or what donation, you know, to mm-hmm. actually take over a lot of the companies in this industry in that, that move. Well, here's what I'm thinking. It's like, when you do that, the estimates are 20% of the global workforce will lose their jobs. They'll be replaced with machines. Mm-hmm. 20%. Right? So, and these are all lower paying customer service jobs, right? That's what, that's what, what customer service jobs are. So when that happens, you've got companies like Google and Bill Gates with Microsoft and Amazon, they're saying, sweet, we're going to have a lot less expenditures going out. We're not going to have any kind of legal liability. We're not going to have to pay benefits. It's going to save us a ton of money. But the reality is, those people are now going to go to the government and say, we need unemployment benefits. We, we're on, we need money. We need all these handouts, right? Because they lost their jobs to a machine, to a computer, right? So, so the, the net tax on society is going to be huge and immense. And it's that unintended consequence. But, but even, even further than that, you and I have been talking about central bank digital currency a mm-hmm. lot. Right. It's like this is this is the move. This is the global momentum. Again, they talked about it in Davos over and over and over. Well, what is going to be the mechanism of people's digital social profile being established? It's going to be open AI infrastructure that decides that And Microsoft and, and Google are, are going to be the big players in this movement that actually strips away all of our freedom because as humans, you know, God created us with, with a brain and even Steve Wozniak, one of the founders of Apple was asked about open AI and what he thought about it just, just a couple of months ago in an interview. And he said, you know, it is a, it is something that we obviously have to consider. It's the wave of the future. There's danger in it though, because he said, there's nothing more powerful than the human brain. And when you think about it, a lot of our decisions that we make, Josh, in life are our gut instinct, right? It's our intuition. It's like, yeah, it might not make sense, but I'm going to go with it. I, I just have a good gut feeling about it, right? Computers don't have that kind of logic, 
built in. They don't have a gut feeling. And so it's all going to be black or white. It's all going to be part of an algorithm. And this is where the world is about to change overnight with this move and this trend towards um, open AI infrastructure. And we've all seen it. I mean, it's not like this is some kind of science fiction future movie that we're talking about. When we go onto a website, you always have that little little chat screen that comes up in the bottom right corner of your screen that says, hey, do you have a question? Let us answer it for you. That's not a human, right? And it's mm-hmm. annoying because they, they, you can tell it's a robot. You can tell it's, it's, it's a computer answering these questions. And you never get the right answer. Well, this is the world that we're entering into, and I think it's going to impact productivity. It's going to take away jobs that we already don't have. It's going to be a huge tax on society as unemployment is going to go through the roof if people start losing to their jobs, to machines. And, you know, these are kind of the big overarching trends that I'm, that I'm seeing. But, but over and above that, you've got big, massive companies that aren't buying Biden's crap coming out of, out of D.C. where he says, mm-hmm. oh, look, Inflation's only 6.5% now. We're going to actually start lowering interest rates, you know, hikes to quarter of a point. Well, who's not buying that? CEOs aren't buying that because they're looking at their balance sheet. They're looking at their income statements, and they're seeing something that the Biden administration isn't actually saying accurately, and that is Google just laid off 12,000 people. They actually are suspending their employee bonuses. Microsoft is laying off another 10,000. Meta laid off 11,000. Wells Fargo laid off their entire mortgage division. They got rid of it, Josh. They got rid of it. And then you've got company after company, uh, Salesforce laying off 10% of its workforce. The, the employment situation already doesn't look good, let alone now the talk about replacing people with machines. That's going to make the unemployment situation look even worse. Well, you know what's interesting about this too <clears throat> is that um, it was talked about last week, the World Economic Forum, that Bill Gates and others are coming together to produce a new fund over the next 10 years to buy up 30% of all property, farmland, and so forth on the planet. Did you hear about this? No. That's, a big, that's something wild though. Yep. They're going to they're gonna create a fund, go out there, and they're going to start buying up all farmland and property around the world. They want to own about 38% of it, over one-third. Oh, my goodness. So um, it goes back to you will own nothing end. and you'll be happy. Yeah, you'll own yeah. nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting take because that just proves that what they are doing and what they're talking about is all about people control. You know, because I was I'm thinking about it more and more every single time you and I talk um, is – when, when, how do you control a people? Well, the best way to do it is to control their spending. If you can shut them down from buying or selling whenever you want based on their own digital social profile, if you control their money, you control people, right? And this is everything that they're doing. This is the new system that they're talking about. Josh is, mm-hmm. is they can impact the environment that way. They can impact the economic downfall that way in their own minds. They can, they can impact the social world that they want people to live in by simply saying, if you step out of line, we're going to cut you off from buying or selling. 
So they want a world of, of unthinking robots following every women decree that they have. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to talk about more of this when we get back in just one minute with the Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible responsible, environmentally conscious sources, and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, Kirk, this is where this gets interesting. So yesterday on the New York Stock Exchange, we had this massive quote-unquote glitch. Um, I worked in cybersecurity for many years. What I'm seeing here happening yesterday was either a massive screw-up within these algorithmic um, trading models, or it was a hack, and it was a testing hack. Now, this is if, if we hadn't seen any history of this stuff for the last few months and years, I wouldn't be talking about it too much. I would just say, oh, maybe you know someone inputted the wrong information, put their time frames wrong on their algo trades, and uh, you know set the variables and hit go and oops, right? But there's a few things here. Firstly, throughout the last two years, we've had massive attacks on 
food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities. I've said that these are IoT attacks that basically overloading various different machines that run overnight in these facilities causing fires, as well as we've had various different attacks on energy infrastructure. Then, two weeks ago, we had the NOTAM system go down in the United States of America, grounding all flights in the United States, and then an hour later, we had the same system go down in Canada, and they're separate systems. Now, they said it was, oh, database error. No. No, no way. Then we had just yesterday, or two days ago, Pakistan's entire power grid goes down. And then yesterday, the New York Stock Exchange. Now, let me, I want to put this out there. All the exchanges that this occurred at yesterday are in different parts of the world, in different time zones, and have different trading hours. And to see all the aberrations occurring simultaneously in the, the, the charts, in all these different parts of the world, is almost a mathematical impossibility. This was a coordinated attack. And I believe that they're testing the, uh, the vulnerability probes. So basically, if you're going to hack something, the first thing you do is you, you test vulnerability. So you just kind of throw some things at it, right? And see what their defenses are like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting because I think that this might be an AI. Interesting. Well, when you have systems that don't talk to each other from different countries, and mm-hmm. it's all happening, it does seem coordinated, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to refute that it's just a, a mistake. How could it be a mistake with different programmers in different parts of the world in such a short period of time when you haven't seen mistakes like hardly ever prior to that, mm-hmm. right? So, so something's squirrely and something's up. And this is all part of what I believe, Josh, is, is Klaus Schwab's statement that 2023 is going to be a year of poly crisis. All kinds of crisis happening all at once. Because if people, here's the thing, if people have one crisis, just like if you go to a doctor, they try to isolate the problem, right? And say, okay, mm-hmm. this is your problem. We've got a medicine for it. Boom. They, they come up with a solution. But when you have poly crisis, you don't know what the root cause is and what it does in people's brain. Human psychology is weird when it comes to investing um, in their own retirement. They're going to they're gonna freak out. And they're going to say, you know what, government? Do whatever you're going to do. Just bring us peace you know, and bring security because we can't have all these crises happening all at once. Our brains just sort of shut down. So, so here's a world where they really are just dying to have central bank digital currency come in to be the, our savior, right? Well, well, it's hard. There's a, that old adage that says, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time, right? Because you can't mm-hmm. eat the whole thing all at once. I think that's the case going from where we are now to central bank digital currency it's, it's too much of a bite to chew off, right? So what are they doing? They've gotten people used to digital wallets, whether it's Venmo or Apple Pay or, or you know, any of those types of, of app-based systems. Well, now, for the first time, you've got two big major banks, actually more than two, but Bank of America and J.P. Morgan have, and other banks have teamed up to build a digital wallet to rival Apple Pay. So now you're going to have the big ones that have, you know, the majority of banks in America, Bank of America and Chase, saying, we've got a digital wallet. Get used to digital currency. It's here, and it's here to stay. So it's not just PayPal. It's not just Venmo. It's not just Apple Pay. Your own bank accounts are now tied to a digital wallet to rival Apple Pay. 
that's the next logical step to get people to adopt a central mm-hmm. bank digital currency. And what's a, what's a second, you know, big crisis that we could see other than than like the the meltdown that we're seeing economically? Well, how about our debt scenario? You know, so so Janet Yellen wrote a letter to to Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, and said, "All right, we have thirty-one point three eight one trillion dollars. That's what we need to re- uh, increase the statutory debt limit to, right? Because they they've reached the debt ceiling again. Well, here's their solution. They're they're actually using political motivators, you know, fear taxes to say you better sign this thing and raise the debt ceiling." Or else we're going to have a debt issuance suspension period in this civil service retirement and disability fund. So they're not going to actually fund the U.S. postal workers' um, retirement plans mm-hmm. unless politically they raise the debt ceiling, right? It's like, all right, they're, they're now going to actually force their way into people's compliance and having politicians sign stuff that they might not want to sign because you, you can't. I mean, they just said, all right, in this digital world, we're going to actually just stop deposits into the Postal Service Retirement Fund unless you raise the debt ceiling, right? So, so it's like a no-no, it's a no-win situation for most people. But here's the truth in accounting. The U.S. debt is not $31 trillion. It's over $123 trillion. Mm-hmm. Why do I say that? Because that's all the unfunded future obligations that Congress has already passed. All these spending bills, like the $1.7 trillion spending bill that they just passed, um, that's gonna go on for years and years and years. That's just not not one thing and you're done. They put things in there to increase Social Security, to increase Medicare and Medicaid stipends and all these things, right? And so the unfunded future obligations that Congress has already passed is $123 trillion. Forget that our debt's $31 trillion. It's hmm. multiples higher than that. Those are just unfunded. They're unfunded, Josh. Well, you know, yesterday we were talking about how big a trillion was. <laughs> and, you know, they have this, what, $6.7 trillion uh, budget that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or spending over the last year or something like that. You know, in, in 2019... It was roughly about, I think it was about two point or three point two trillion, and they've doubled that. Mm-hmm. And when I look at doubling a trillion, I'm just aghast. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, do people truly understand how much a trillion dollars actually is? I don't. I don't think that they do. I mean, it's like it's like talking about the distance of a star to earth, right? It's like, oh, well, it's 27 light years away. Like, what does that even mean? Right. I mean, at some point, numbers get so big that you have no idea to how to even comprehend it. To me, that's a trillion <laughs> because you've got, you've got a billion, which is a thousand millions, and then you've got a trillion, which is a thousand billions. I mean, these numbers are massive. Right. We're not talking about an extra thousand millions. We're talking about extra thousand billions. And then when you double that again, it's thousands of billions. I mean, brother, this is a lot of money. And and when when we have unfunded future obligations of over 123 trillion, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's simply mathematically impossible to pay back. It can never be paid back. To give everybody an idea, to count to a billion, it would take about 11 years. To count to a trillion, it's 38,000 years. <laughs> okay? That's what we're talking about here. So when they come out and say, you know, we're going to spend $6.7 trillion, which is double the budget that they had in 2019, there is some massive problems with that picture. And we don't have a debt crisis in the United States. We have a spending crisis. Right. No, that's uh, true. They're looking at the wrong side of the balance sheet, right? Because all they're focused on is the debt. It's like, stop your spending. You're spending like drunken sailors. You already make $3.8 trillion a year in federal tax revenue. That's not chump change. That's a lot of money. So you're right. They do have a spending problem. Yeah, Kirk. Listen, I appreciate everything you do, man. And for everybody out there, if they need some gold and silver in their portfolio, whether it's uh, taking an IRA, transferring over with no fees, starting up an IRA, 401ks, getting them, uh, look, having Kirk's team look at it if they're not managed or not, or if you just want some gold and silver bullion, you need to call Dr. Kirk Elliott, 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com. Kirk, thank you so much, my friend. You take care. We'll talk you to bet. you later. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. And we're going to go to the call. We're going to go to the line. We got Eric. Eric, what's All up? Right. Eric, you there? Eric, you there? All right, well, we'll try to get Eric back. Oh, oh no, it looks like, it looks like Eric's gone. It's okay. It happens. Well, Eric, if you want to call back, go ahead and feel free to call back. But, yeah. you know, Jim, what were we just talking about? We were, we were talking about something during the break. What was that? We were saying that Final Net is no longer available to girls to create big bar hair. And uh, that's a disappointment to me. Fishnets are uh, no longer available for <laughs> cafeteria ladies. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's go. Eric, Eric, how we doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Am I coming through okay now? Oh, we can hear you. Yeah, you're doing good. Oh, fantastic. I, I'm going to go through a couple of quick things, see what your comments are. Um, I really appreciate this broadcast. I have a well-placed government source that has said they're nearly 100% sure in the security agencies, they're nearly 100% sure that there's going to be in the near future a hack on the electric grid and the banking system. During that time, there will be no withdrawals. There will be no processing of credit cards or debit cards. He said, have cash on hand. Also, he said another interesting point, and we'll just have to see how this plays out. He said, during that time, the Internet will be down, and when it comes back up, you're going to be required to have an Internet ID number to get online to do anything. So we'll, uh, that's just tuck that off to the side. Good source, though, very well placed. I deem it to be very reliable hearsay. So um, two other things. Uh, I don't know if you guys have covered this, but have you seen the video of the dozens of Bank America customers in the lobby? The lobby is basically packed and the line was going out the door of people who had their accounts. This is within the last two weeks that had their accounts completely drained. Some of them thousands of dollars, uh, all kinds of different people, black, white, men, women, young, old, 
all different walks of life. It was a real, you know, variety of people. So it wasn't just kind of limited to one bank or one place. Uh, and apparently this happened to thousands of Bank of America customers. They all went down to the bank to see what the problem was. The teller at the window told them, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Call customer service. When they did that, customer service was hanging up on people or disconnecting them. So the banking system is also having some serious issue. If you go online to YouTube, and you type in the it's a very short three minute video you may want to play it um it's called the big banks and imf that's the international monetary yep. fund big banks and the imf plan on stealing your money within that three minute report by greg reese is the, the video of the bank lobby and the customers there saying where's our money this is happening all across the board so just wanted to throw that out you may want to look into that and then the last thing is this, yeah. because you were talking about AI. I don't know if you right. if you covered this one or not, but this is from, I'll give you two reports, one from theatlantic.com and one from The Independent, which is a U.K., uh, a British newspaper or online uh, uh, news resource. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the headline. An artificial intelligence developed its own non-human language. When Facebook designed chatbots to negotiate with one another, the bots made up their own way of communicating. The one from The Independent says Facebook abandoned an experiment after two artificially intelligent programs appeared to be chatting to each other in a strange language known only to the computers themselves. They had to pull the plug because these computers were talking to themselves in their own new language. So I would kind of say to your previous guest, who was, did, had great things to talk about, that computers actually are developing a quote-unquote gut sense or an other, an other sense that even the people who set up the computer program didn't know what they were doing. So we've gone kind of into the abyss here, and I think it's, it's very concerning, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all for your you know, safety, folks. Yeah, government your, your government. government loves you, Eric. Your government loves you. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> I think you're spot on right because I've, had, I've heard the same thing from sources that I have. I got a, I got a source that works uh, Treasury, in the U.S. Treasury. He's mm-hmm. uh, one of these people that's helping develop the CBDCs. Um, right. And he said very similar things. So we've all expected wow. this to happen, especially after Cyber Polygon in 20, 2020. Um, prepare people. I, I would have some gold and right. silver. I'd have a lot of cash on hand. Um, I would make sure that you have everything that you need to be prepared for potentially what's coming. And I think that what we're seeing right now is various different dry runs. What we saw with the New York Stock Exchange yesterday, what we saw with the NOTAM system, these are dry Mm -hmm. runs. And at the World Economic Forum, they just said there is going to be a major cyber attack in 2023. Well, they're telling you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, everything's for your safety, right? 9,000 computer. (laughs) <laughs> but Eric, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. Hey, you too. You bet. Thanks, man. Well, it, right there, you know, more government helps, right? We're going to have ID cards. So we have all have K cards like we had in uh, the military world uh, to get in and out of your computers, right? Yeah, cat cards. Yep. <sighs> yeah, that'd be fine. That'll be great. Then what? I mean, they're already monitoring us anyway. What is that? I mean, come well, on. Well, so, so what you do is now is you develop methodologies to get around it. You know, you uh, you develop parallel systems. That that's what this is really all about. Is more laws only create better criminals. They don't create better people. But that's what we have to do. Is you know, we have to create parallel systems that compete with theirs 
to draw right. the monetization away from those systems. I mean, if, if people aren't buying a product, guess what? That product's going to go away. Mm-hmm. And that's what these people are. They're, they're businessmen and women, right? They're right. developing products right. and they're saying you have to use these and there's, they have a monopoly on the system and there's no other choice. But if, right. if, we, if, they, if they crash the economy, we're all like, ah, okay, dude, cool. And we set up, you know, <laughs> you know security posts at each town and, yeah. you know, we have uh, farms in the town and we're securing them with, uh, you know, armed security and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, the right. town becomes sustainable. They're going to rethink uh, what they're doing. Well, we've already talked about how the I mean, uh, hunting license that Texas uh, issued in one year was a million hunting license in Texas alone. That doesn't mean all the gun owners in Texas got a hunting license. If they think that this is going to end well, I don't know. I just I can't see how this just doesn't make things uh, worse. But I guess, again, we've talked about this in the past. They'd rather rule over a pile of ashes than ever let us win. So I think they're trying to mm-hmm. prove that point. Uh, these little attacks like this are just the – this is the scare stuff, right? It's no different than how they got us into the pandemic to get everybody to think, oh, two weeks to slow the spread. I, I, I heard that, and I'm like, there is no way that this makes sense. Two weeks to slow the spread. That's, there's nothing in biology that ever, that ever works. And yet people were doing it prior to when they supposedly should have done it. I, I knew people that never left their house for a full year. They never left the front door. They would have things delivered, and they never they never left their house. And I'm like, how do you how could you exist in that moment? That doesn't make sense to me. But I guess there's other people who you know. I guess those are the bots in life, right? That just uh, they're the, the NPCs, uh, non participatory characters. Yeah, yeah. It's a that's a that's I mean that's pretty scary, and to think that we have that many people evolved and, and have have evolved into that. Are we are we evolving? Come on. Seriously, are we are we getting better? I think some people are de-evolving, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's, uh, I think we're closer to well, that than anything it, it, else. And here, check this out. The U.S. has suffered nearly 300,000 more deaths than usual in more than two years of the pandemic that cannot be attributed to COVID, with researchers blaming lockdowns and delays on healthcare. The latest official data shows that there were 1.26 million excess deaths between February 2020 and the end of 22, of which around 295,000 did not have COVID as their main cause of death on their death certificates. There are Uh thought to be mostly made up of surges in death from cancer, heart disease, drug overdoses, firearm during the pandemic. I, I don't know why they put firearms. They're like, you're looking at like a yeah. hundred in comparison to thousands. Shiny object. However, a full analysis of the CDC data is still weeks away. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, here's the thing. We, we know that in April of 2020, when they quote unquote locked the world down, we had as many suicides in the month of April as we do a regular calendar year. Mm-hmm. When you take away people's hope, you take away the routine of them existing. When you have people that were already mentally already at an edge or whatever, and then you you pull that rug out from me and say, "Hey, we don't know where the world's going. The whole world is we're going to shut everything down." There's a lot of people that that just pushed them over the edge, not just kind of got them to the edge, but just shoved them off the edge. So they they did that. Well, then think about those people that again, like myself. I mean, I've actually told the people around me, like, listen, if I get in a car accident. If I'm not like needing a surgeon, do not take me to the hospital. I mean, I don't want to go. Like, don't let them put any needles into me. And and I, <laughs> I went to go get a. Uh, this was uh, last spring, and I was in. Uh, I was going to Mar a Lago, and I had gotten. Uh, I, I had gotten into some poison ivy, and I needed to get a steroid shot. And I actually hesitated to think what were they were putting really in that steroid shot. 
Mm. And so the problem with that is, is that how many other people are thinking the same way where they, they have this honest distrust of what they're seeing in the government chemicals around them, and they're not going to go in and get their usual care, or we're having to go back and find the old ways of fixing ourselves. So there are some delays in care, or the people are just thinking things different, or people are just staying home and dying because they don't want to go out and die from the other thing, right? So there's a lot of factors in here, and this fear, everything I just said there, equated to fear. I was in fear of the person giving me a steroid shot because I couldn't I wasn't sure if I could trust them to give me what I asked for. And that right there is what this entire the WEF, the monetary system, the the stock market stuff, all the the all the different things the electric grid system. Those are real concerns, but the problem is is they drive it home with fear. Just like you wrote in that written that article that they put in firearms in there. Firearm deaths. Why do they do that? Because it creates that little extra level of fear for those people that are fearful of guns. And fear is a useful tool. Exactly. Well said, Jim. Good rant, man. I, that was a, that nah, was a nah, good nah, one. Nah. I just let you, I let you go on it. I think that was a good one. <laughs> Get all wound up. Don't, don't make me afraid, man. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Don't scare me. You know, nobody likes that. So, well, it's well, we you know, we're we're coming. You know, we're going to come back here in a minute in our, in our last part of the segment, and uh, we're, we're going to finish this up. We're uh, we're going to see what else is going on. We'll be right back with more. Very good. Show into this. Awesome. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, 
is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And uh, welcome back. You saw this, Eric Swalwell and Schiff and Ilham Omar. They, they came My out favorite here. people. Yeah, they're, they're, playing, they're yelling and screaming about how bad America's going to be now that they're not on the Intelligence Committee. Hmm. I, I, you know... <laughs> How? Okay, come on, you you've worked in you worked in security situations. I worked in security situations in the mm-hmm. DoD. I was in the Air Force, you know, F sixteen maintenance crew chief. So you know, I understand how this is, and I could never have imagined in my country or my future that an Elon Omar or Swalwell or Shift was on the intelligence or security committees. I just that absolutely it, it it drives me crazy because all the qualifications I had to go through to be able to get my clearances to do the work I did that all seems like for nothing if these people are allowed to to live and exist when they do well Swalwell's got the Ling Ling or whatever it was that he's fang I mean fang. doing and shifts go ahead Fang Fang that was oh, fang fang. So the Chinese oh, yeah. spy that he had an affair with so for everybody who doesn't know Eric Swalwell congressman from California had an affair with a uh, an Asian woman who turned out to be a Chinese spy, and it was well over <laughs> one year long, and uh, right. this was brought about after during the Trump administration. What you find out is they didn't remove him from the Intelligence Committee; they kept him on. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I, I don't under that right there. Just like I said, just floors me for the idea that I had to keep my myself in spotless, and yet these guys get to do this only because they're an elected official. And uh, they're they're a public servant, but that doesn't mean they just while they get freedoms that other people don't. They actually should be held under higher mm-hmm. scrutiny because they have less constitutional rights than the average citizen. So again, we've really we've really got to get back to our constitution as a definition of where we start all conversations. It's a it's a crazy world we're living in that whole thing. But anyway, that's all right. Um, hey, uh, those uh, U.S. is going to send uh, some Abram tanks over to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to Ukraine. Looks like the mm. 31 Abram tanks are going to be set over there. And it looks like Germany has also stepped up to the plate and are going to send some tanks over there. And <laughs> this is the one warning that um, that Russia has said don't do. And right. so Putin and his staff are absolutely mad about what's happening. Uh, right. they, they, they came out and they were basically talking about these people are Nazis. Again, talking about the West, they said Mm -hmm. that uh, Berlin's decision signifies the unequivocal refusal of the Federal Republic of uh, Germany to recognize historical responsibility to our people for the terrible, uh, timeless crimes of Nazism. Um, And then, you know, we had the uh, one of the foreign ministers there or who is it? What's her name? Um, I just had it here. She just declared war on Russia. She's a German uh, um, politician. Yeah, so German foreign minister declares war on Russia. Now, she doesn't have the ability to declare it, but she literally just declared war on Russia. So this she, is getting got, heated. That's, that's, that's a little loose there, don't you think? You don't just go saying that, even well, if like, you don't have what the What is it, last year? Uh, uh, who was it? Um, Lindsey Graham called for the assassination of Putin. Oh, yeah. You remember well, this? Yeah. Yeah, man. Come on. Well, they want World War Three, Jeb. That's the only way that they can make this happen. 
Well, they got yeah, because they got to distract us away from the the collapse of the economy and all the other stuff that they've screwed up. I mean, th- you talk about not owning your, you know, owning up to what you've done to us, uh, and then you know, like you were talking with Kurt earlier. I mean, we the un un the unpaid for stuff, the stuff that we the bills we have coming up that we have no ability to pay for. Um, it, it is an X factor that cannot even, I mean, the amount of money that is, we can't produce it. It's just not available. I mean, it's not that we can't tax into it. I mean, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. So, uh, that's, that's a real fear and we should be mindful of that. That's why this stuff is so important right now. Uh, see, Jeremy answers uh, Ukraine's plea for tanks. Yeah, that's a, that's a really bad deal right there. I don't like well, that. You know what I would you know, you know what you're going to probably see Jim is What's the that? moment these tanks are brought in to Ukraine you're probably going to see a massive missile bombardment onto the centers that are holding those tanks. Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean if I, if Don't. you were if you were Russia, right? And right. you knew that the West was giving weapons to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like strike these centers where these these weapons are coming in like when they were coming in, like, yeah. okay, the, the, the 31 Abram tanks are, yeah, the 31 Abram tanks are parked. You guys have a good day. Here are the keys. And all of a sudden, <laughs> right? Like, w- wouldn't that make a lot yeah. of sense? I would use the rail gun. What's the, the hypersonic, uh, oh, it's the rod, one that it's, they God. use the, yeah. I mean, you could turn a lot of that into a scrap metal almost instantaneously. And that's, I mean, in modern warfare, there are limits to what we think we really have and how effective they really are on the battlefield when it depends on which gun you're going to use. Mm-hmm. You know, conventional warfare, the Abram tanks are pretty amazing until you get the old rail gun out and <laughs> the hand of God comes down or Thor or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's a different story altogether. So, yeah, that's, uh, we need to be. Again, so if it creates the war, is it going to be really a war, or are we just throwing bodies at something then to create, you know, another uh, Mao, Stalin, World War One, World War Two effect of depopulating the most heroic among us, which are the volunteers who go into military service? Well, I think I think it's that. I think you want to keep all the veterans in the military and you know do a, a recall back. And, and get them all out of the United States of America because that's one of the only ways to begin destabilizing the United States is if you had a global war where all, firstly, all the veterans were called back, right? Mm-hmm. Reserve shipped off, veterans shipped off, and right. then you have a draft where all able-bodied men are shipped off. Um, right. now, you know, now the United States is vulnerable, and we're already infiltrated from the border by massive sleeper cells all over this country. And so it wouldn't take long for this country right. to basically – Drowned in chaos. Well, don't forget today is Zelensky's birthday over there in Ukraine. So uh, Boris Johnson saying, happy birthday, President Zelensky. You're a heroic leader and an example to the world. So um, happy birthday. Why, is, why are we doing this? When was the last time you heard of world leaders saying that to each other on a thing? That's a thing during, now? During a war. During a war. And, he, and then Zelensky's showing up in his T-shirt again, his Baby Gap T-shirt he got that or where he's an old uh, old navy picking up his his war gear. <laughs> well, yeah, he, when he was in town a few weeks ago, he had time to stop off at uh, old navy and pick up some uh, pick up some new clothes. Some, but some sweatpants and some <laughs> some pullovers. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's interesting to note. And I mean, we're we're about to run out of time here, but yeah, what's happening in this world right now is the preparation for destabilization, and I want everybody to see that that we're about to go right. through a massive transition on this planet. 
and it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. That that there is going to be things that happen that are going to be like, whoa, I never expected that. I never thought about that. I never imagined that this could happen during my lifetime. That That is what's going to happen here very, very shortly. So I think that we have to be vigilant. We have to prepare and plan. We have to go out there and and uh, create parallel systems to, for so we know we can survive. The small towns are going to be the places that you want to go. The small towns are going to be the ones that you know are going to unite around each other and, and really save uh, uh, at least this country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But we gotta we gotta start doing this now. We gotta start organizing and collaborating now. Right. Well, that's uh you know like I said vote with your money. You know, uh, you were talking about you know getting a few guys together in their garage. Well. One guy buys the suds, the other guy buys the bag of chips, the other guy buys the dip, and you all get around and and you share and and you talk, and that's how you make the difference. You know, and that's the you know General Flynn says you know local elections have national impact. Well, I think a local election is in your local neighborhood amongst each other first. Yep. All right, guys. Jim's gonna join you for the second half, and uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark to Light Show. I'm Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for tuning back in. In the second hour here, we get to do this on Mondays and Wednesdays. What a great opportunity to continue to delve deep dive down into the uh, daily things we got going around us. Let me go into this article real quick. This is something that I think people need to listen to. Uh, not only do we have a sheriff up in, I think it was up in New York, and I, I'll have to look up the article, but he, he claims that there's a, such thing as an assault pistol now. It's a semi-automatic assault pistol, so... Guys, beware of those. They uh, they just kind of jump out of nowhere and assault you. I if we if we have learned anything during this whole thing, the pandemic, the 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 destruction of our daily lives, we see this constantly. We know that words have meanings, right? And they understand why they're using these words. No different than the conspiracist or the conspiracy theorist. Um, they they just kept expanding it, getting a little bit further, a little further. No different than gen- gender stuff. But anyway, so Washington, this is from Washington. Uh, the Justice Department announced on Friday a new rule targeting pistol attachments known as stabilizing braces, uh, implementing a new key move in the uh, Potato and Chiefs administration, their effort to beef up gun control regulations. Now, this is a bureaucracy move. This is not a legislation. This is not a local jurisdiction. This is not anything that you should actually pay attention to, to be honest with you, because your federal government doesn't have the authority to do this. And if you want to fight me on it, give me a call. We'll talk about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, we have got an overreach of government that is absolutely massive. 
But if you go in, I actually went to the ATF site last night because a friend of mine who actually works with uh, he they he does a lot of big contracts with countries around the world, and he's like, Jim, what's going on? How is how is this okay for them to go ahead and and to just ban something that I have like half of my inventory has this stabilizer on it? And I and I so I had to read it and I had to kind of really read the wording how they wrote it, and it actually has to do with you remember those bump stocks. You know the bump stock thing that they actually said is actually not legal to make illegal. So the judge actually struck that down. So that's a whole thing too. But you guys didn't hear about that, right? But bump stocks are really kind of a waste of money. They're really not that effective. Uh, you can pull your pull the trigger with your fingers about as fast as what a bump stock can really do. But then the accuracy of the ammunition going downrange is not that great because the gun is then violently moving back and forth instead of you actually trying to control the trajectory. So I'll take a deep breath here. Let's not get excited, but the bump stock thing, who cares? We're moving on. The stabilizer brace thing, if you read it, it actually says if it's a if it's a built-in or something that was part of the original design or how the gun was designed, what they're talking about is it's it's a they're talking about these things that say it's a it's something that is attached to the gun. So it's a it's an accessory to the gun. Now what it really ends up doing is it doesn't make anything illegal. It doesn't make anything, you know, like they want you to register it. So they want you to go out and then tell them, hey, I bought this thing that makes my gun this thing. And then I want you to keep track of me because safety, that's what they want you to do. They want you to register yourself. Uh, and But then there's like this huge fine. Like they say, oh, there's going to be a penalty. Well, there can't be a penalty in fa- uh, phase if there's not actually a law with this. So my problem is, is legislation has not been passed. Uh, there is no, there's no nothing going on. But the bureaucracy has this little extra thing. When if you were to quote unquote get in trouble with a gun, let's say you have you the, the, a crime was committed and your gun was in the home. The, a lot of times, what they'll do is they say, well, this crime was committed. Now the gun becomes illegal because this crime was committed in the home. Well, then if they find that gun with a quote-unquote an attachment to it, well, that's a little extra charge. It's a little extra juice they get to put on the charges. It makes it seem like that the gun was even more dangerous than it was before. So dangerous is a word when you just make up laws or bureaucracy, or not laws, but make up bureaucracy that doesn't exist. So I can make up words too. This is the problem, is that when we use exciting words like assault, uh, or we use, and the problem is that the Armalite rifle that is uh, an AR platform has been misused exponentially across so many things. And people get caught up in these, these things like this, and it's like, oh, it's an assault. It's an AR. It's an assault rifle. It sounds sexy. Sounds amazing. Sounds dangerous. But the problem is, is if you use, look up the word assault and you look up the word rifle, these can't be put together. It doesn't work. But neither does conspiracy theorist. But we seem to use that quite often, right? Just like in the Black Laws Dictionary. Black Laws Dictionary. I went and got like the oldest version I could find. I'm working on finding some older ones. I want to have the paper hardback, you know, Black Laws Dictionary on hand because I want the definition of words, have the legal definition. The words that are in Black Laws Dictionary are legal words, and they have definitions in there. There is no word for insurrection in Black Laws Dictionary. And so when Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, these uh, Adam Schiff and these others and, and uh, AOC are like, oh, I was the insurrection. I was so terrified. There's no word. This, they're just using a word that sounds crazy, sounds like it's something, and it's not. 
Uh, I've talked about this quite a bit on the show, guys. I spent eight, almost 18 years with high security design build projects. I designed, built, and trained the military for the exact security systems that go into that building. I can do all kinds of amazing things for your homes, your businesses, your whatever it is, your infrastructure. I know how to build those systems. I know where the weaknesses are on the electrical grid. I know all these things. And for them to get up there in, in a way to say, oh, insurrection, and we were attacked, and we were so unsafe – you're telling me the most secure one of the most secure facilities on earth can be broken into with a plastic flagpole. You that's that just no, stop. Full stop. The argument's dead right there. It doesn't go anywhere. Just like assault rifle, just like assault pistol with this I think it was a New York uh police chief or something made a quote that they, it, this attack was done with an assault pistol, an aut- a semi-automatic assault pistol. So again, we got to put flashy words, semi-automatic. Um, assault pistol, um, and then again, where we're having this stabilizing braces, um, multiples braces. If you're if you're hiding a pistol, why were you? Why would you have braces on your pistol? Uh, what are you doing that you need to do this? And and I my first thought was is I have a, a lot of friends of mine that are, are into the very accurate target shooting where they do competitions where these guys are like micro measuring the accuracy of the bullet. Uh, and these guys have special grips and things that they put on their pistols that are, you know, their hand goes like almost into the gun, into the, into the, into the stock. It has almost like stock effect where their thumb slides in. I, I get that. I get that th- those guys have specialty, but these guys are not the guys. If you ever met these guys, these are guys that are just, they're really into the target part of it. It's not almost the weapon becomes separate from anything. It's like, they're thinking about spin on the trajectory, their you know muzzle velocity, their distance. The they're doing all these other things, right? And so for them, the stabilizer, yeah, they're really trying to make sure they're getting these amazing shots off. And uh, so to say that the ATF has put this new rule in again, it just gives the bureaucracy or these policy enforcers. And listen to me, when you guys, when they're able to, when they're using words like assault pistol. Uh, we need to be more mindful to use the word policy officers and and define them for what they really are because that's more a- accurate. To say ATF, uh, FBI, NSA, uh, po- police, um, these are all policy officers. These are people who enforce policies. Uh, your sheriffs are actually your constitutional officers, and we need to be careful that we we don't you know get away from where their where their definitions really need to be right. So these policy officers, the ATF agents who come out, uh, and, and I've I've met these guys throughout the years, and I and I've met different people in, in my in my time, and they're just average guys like us, but they're also out there quote unquote doing a job. They're do, I'm doing I'm doing my job. I'm doing a job. This is my job. This is what I got to do. And when you when you throw out this extra little thing for them to look for that they get to write that down on their little sheet. I, I hate to really I hate to really trivialize this, but it creates a job. It creates a reason for this job to exist, for this person to go out there and they write down the little report about it had a stabilizer braces or brace on the pistol. And this makes a little extra work and they can put in there that see there was this crime and the crime was exacerbated because it had this. Right here, full stop, right before a commercial break, I am going to push back on every single time that if we do not have policy enforcers, the, the public officials, the public servants we have, it, they need to be defaulting to freedom. 
not defaulting to incarceration. And this is an exact this is right now. This is an exact example of why I'm talking about defaulting to incarceration. Why do you think you need to go out and create a policy within the ATF so it's something else to write down on the report that this person allegedly did that was so wrong? And we need to make sure and get as many crimes as we can on that piece of paper to make us look like we're doing an amazing job because we caught all these separate crimes because this person was committing all these crimes. Guys, we should not be treating each other that way. There's not one of us out there, honestly, if we were in a situation going, man, I wish you'd charge me with more crimes. I mean, I'm just, you just need to make sure to, and really nail me to the wall on this. And no matter what it is, even if it's speeding, I mean, even if you were speeding and you, you think you, you knew you were speeding, you were in a hurry, maybe you had to go, go to the bathroom, you had to hurry and get home, and you knew you were speeding, boom, he pulls you over, the guy pulls you over, and you, he's like, oh, sir, do you know? I'm like, ah, I wasn't speeding, that wasn't me. I mean, that's a speeding ticket. Imagine if you were in a situation where you were being, you know, the law enforcement was being weaponized against you. Look like Marl Argo, General Flynn, Roger Stone, my story. Look at the weaponization of what can happen. And so this is why this bureaucracy stuff, this is a sensitive topic. It's, it's a necessary sensitive topic to say, listen, we got to be mindful of these people getting way out ahead of us when they're creating things through policy. Policy? No, we can't do that. That's not how we do this. So, guys, uh, we've got a commercial break coming up here, Dark to Light, WYSL. If you guys have questions or comments, don't hesitate to call in. I'm Jim Price. We'll be right back. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skin care, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, 
is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host of the second hour. So thank you guys so much for being here on your extended lunch hour. Obviously, Monday and Wednesdays are well worth taking that little extra time for yourself. And if you don't take time for yourself, no one's going to give it to you. And by the way, the government is not handing out big buckets of freedom. So if you think that I am off my uh, rocker, and uh, I don't think you'd be the first to accuse me of that. But, you know, if you think I'm off my rocker that, uh, you know, freedom is for everybody, freedom is this and that, and the government's out there doing it, guys, it's, you, 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 it's not happening. Not, you know, I'm, Joe Biden is not bringing you a big bucket of freedom here. So, <clears throat> so anyway, for decades, uh, I'm going to finish out this little bit of this article here. It says, for decades, short-barreled rifles have been a subject to strict regulations, including a law known as the National Rifle Act, which requires an additional taxation – Oh, what did we do there? Well, for safety, we take more money from you because that makes the world safer. Again, if they can make up things, then I can make up things too. Um, So safer means that we tax you. And so anyway, it says taxation and background checks for private transfer and among other provisions. Guys, this is, this is, this, it doesn't work. And like me, I, I was telling Josh earlier, you know, that, more laws do not make better people. And obviously, the, the more that we're doing here, the, the harder you push on a spring, the harder it's going to push back. And we're in the middle of this. I mean, this is not something that's going away. I, and I, I, I caution everybody. I caution everybody. When we sit around and we think we should take something away from somebody else, you know, you can't do that. Well, the moment you do that, they can take something away from you as well. And anytime you're taking away freedoms from people. Now, I am not talking about personal harm like abortion. I think abortion is obviously personal harm. That's a harming an individual. And not only if you want to think that a woman doesn't go through psychological effects and physical effects of, of an abortion, you are racing right past all, all the that, – that is, that is a huge part of this. Yes, you have killed a human being, but you are also destroying the psyche and the physical parts of a woman, and that needs to be talked about quite often, but we don't, right? But And when, when I look at his freedom, his freedom is you do what you want to do. I'm not going to pay for your stuff, and don't harm others. Moving on. And we don't use that. We're like, well, you know, we need to slow it down. It's just things are just, you know, people are crazy out there. How did we survive, depending on your version of history, depending on your the length of time that the globe has been here, you know, you could say from, you know, a few thousand years to a few billion years. And, and depending on the variation there, we got along really well. There was a lot of things. Yeah, there was some problems here and there. We weren't always good to each other. I get it. But where have all these laws gotten us? Where have all these rules and regulations and overburdens and taxation, where, where have, where's the success? Where's the utopia? So if, is, there a, is there a number of laws we get to? We're like, hey, guys, here's what we do. If we get to this many laws, if we, could just, if we just get to this many laws, 
the the moment that moment when we say yes we we the the president of whatever signs that last law into effect utopia just just gels together the last piece of the puzzle just go and we all become these people with one with each other and we're all just getting along and everything's great because we all just get along it it'll it's never going to happen i'm just i'm going to ruin it for you i'm going to jump i'm going to go ahead and read ahead in the book it doesn't happen uh the lord of the flies uh if you look through the different books the different things in history the guy guys we enjoy the cycles of the seasons we enjoy planting and harvesting and and going out and creating things and that gives us purpose when we have the lineage of families when we see that our children have had children we know that our our namesake and our bloodline is moving forward that is the sense of accomplishment but when we've gone into this industrial age that we live in today this industrial age we're living in where we're all running around and we're oh, i gotta get this and i gotta get that and oh we just you know things are this and things are that yeah, I've got, I've, you know, I, I was there. I was, you know, I did, I had a good job. I had all those great things, did a lot of neat things in my life. And I've really kind of looked at things differently, especially since we've had to really relook at how, what life or death is. And instead of doing the thing where I was afraid, now I'm emboldened to live more life, to put my feet into the soil. To go ahead and plant the garden that's a little bit bigger than usual, have a few extra chickens, have a few extra this and that, and just spend time. And I found the value of that. And I think the redirection of that has made, I, I, I like me. I like things that I'm seeing in me now that I'm doing those things. But when we're on that industrial, that industrial hamster wheel of chasing down and chasing down and chasing down, it's pointless. Because it's the same hamster wheel. Nothing changes. It's it's the, the scenery hasn't changed. And if you're going to be the lemming that runs off the end of the cliff with everybody else, don't be surprised when you hit the bottom. But we could be different. We could be mindful to be a better person and think of things differently. But I, when I'm talking about all this, this is going back to the laws effect. When you think you need more laws, when you think you need more rules and regulations, it really is really the wrong, wrong way of thinking. Default to freedom, not incarceration. And I actually had uh, some several conversations when I ran for office for state senate in uh, 2016. Uh, Mike Pompeo was running for House Representatives again. And, uh, and, I, and there was some conversations had there. And he was doing a, a little bit of a, a question and answer thing. And one of the things he says, well, listen, I want to tell you guys one thing here. The one thing we're all we're not talking about is whenever I have somebody in my office in Washington D.C., they're talking about they need this project paid for, they need this social welfare thing done, they need this 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 uh, law as to so this happens here or this benefits this industry or takes away from this industry. He says I don't have anybody coming in saying stop spending my money. He says I've never had a meeting where anybody has ever come to me as a representative and said stop spending my money, stop making laws. The only thing I hear is make a law about this, make a thing about this, spend more money here, spend more money there. And if that is not just an eye-opening statement, I mean, that that's I every time I think about it, it really defines how we've kind of got where we are, don't you think? 
I mean, we've got a situation where, you know, Kirk and, and Josh were talking about the beginning of the show. We're talking about, you know, these this $7 trillion and how long it takes you to count there. And I was a little off when I was talking to Josh. It was like 300 and something years, but I, I guess it's 32,000 years or whatever it is. Like, wow. Okay, I thought 300 and some odd years was enough to, you know, long enough to try to count to a trillion. But uh, the numbers are actually higher than that. And we have to be mindful that, if we work on ourselves, we work on who we are inside. We quit worrying about these ridiculous laws, like Josh said earlier. You don't put you don't put effort or or any power behind it or listen to it. You create a a parallel society, a parallel economy, and you don't give power to them. You put power. You vote with your money. You vote with your time. You vote with your energy. What do you think is valuable to you? What does it look like? So you know when you give money, like. I, I tell people in this patriot movement, we should be voting with our money. We should make sure that we're, we're looking to the alternative media that's out there really telling us the truth and really trying to help us be better people instead of going back to Walmart and then complaining that Walmart sucks. Well, you keep, you keep going there. They're going to keep sucking. Don't go back to them. Don't go back to the well. Don't go to CNN. Don't go to, don't go to these different types of places where you know the water's poisoned. Go and vote with your money. Put your effort and time behind those things. And again, what we, we talked about there just before Josh uh, left earlier is that we have a situation where we can come together and create that parallel information stream, that parallel economy. Uh, one guy's good with one woodwork. One guy is good with metal. One guy's good with engines. One guy's good with carpentry. One guy's good with painting. And all of a sudden, we're all helping each other and all of our houses look better. And it didn't cost us anything. Because we help each other and we do things for each other. It's not, I'm not talking about socialism. If anything Thanksgiving taught you is that socialism doesn't work. But it also, if we're not binding together and doing things together, they've got us in the industrial complex. So you either got to pull it back and become self-reliant inside of yourself and inside your community and then do more for each other or, go, or don't complain about the industrial complex. Don't, don't complain about Walmart winning. You, you keep feeding the machine, it's going to keep eating you. So figure out how to live that different life, live that different way. And I really kind of went off on a self-help or self-evaluation thing on that where we're talking about these establishment and these bureaucracies out there trying to make rules and regulations for us that there is no legislation to define that. There's no legislation, no penalty phase or penalty portion of that law. So how is it that that's something? And no different than when they said, well, you have to wear, you have to wear a mask to save Nana. You have to wear, you know, have to do all these things. Well, again, that right there, there was no penalty phase. We had hostesses and stewardess on planes trying to get adults to actually do things with no penalty phase. I think it's a little bit tough unless you're just willing to comply. All right, guys, we've got a commercial debate coming up here on Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price at WYSL. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, welcome back. We've got the uh, upcoming uh, festivities called the largest charity organization party on earth. Did anybody pick that up when I just said there? The largest charity organization on earth, the most expensive 
the gala that you could ever go to where some men are going to dance on a field for an extended period of time where then there'll be mid uh, in the middle of all that there'll be some more dancing and some fireworks and some things and then those men will come back out and do some more parading and dancing for you and uh and right here if you look at the the cost of a ticket now this is just what was i, I don't know how i got to look up and see where we got this is at but it's uh the the cheapest ticket to this gala that we call the Sunday game uh, by the way, there is a copyright infringement. So do not uh, the registered trademark. Whatever um, this uh, this largest corporation, uh, this largest charity corporation on earth. I don't know how do you not call it a charity corporation because it's a corporation that's doesn't pay taxes on anything they do. The entire salary cap is covered by the TV revenue alone. If you look up their business model, it's absolutely amazing. You would understand how Goodell makes tens of millions of dollars a year, has full access to a private jet and other accessories that go along with being a the president of this large charity organization. <sighs> I digress. Uh, so seven, somewhere around $7,000 will get you in an area where you might be able to see the men in tights with the uh, shiny uh, helmets uh, do something and, or other, and then someone may or may not get hurt, someone may or may not, you know, whatever, then there'll be the dancing, and then there'll be some more of that, and then there'll be a trophy presentation at the end, and then someone goes to Disney World. Guys, we have gotten so far away from what we used to understand was the luxury or the enjoyment of a simple competition between a few fellas or some, you know, this or that. We, this is, this is a charity organization. Remember the NFL, the NFL has a charity designation. They don't pay taxes on, they don't do what you, you do. They have rights and privileges you don't have. They get to do things that you don't even think of. And this is a charity organization who pays each of the players' salary cap through just TV revenue alone. So what do they do with all the other money? What do they do with the money for the T-shirts and the jerseys and the signed autograph this and, and the experience to that? And, and by the way, how do, we, how do we evaluate the value of each of these teams if each of these teams has almost basically a revenue share policy? How can you say that this is a one team is worth more than the other? Why is it that you know the the Green Bay Packers get to be owned by the people, but then everybody else has got to be owned? But, oh wait, by the way, if you had a bazillion dollars, and I don't know what bazillion is or how many zeros that is, but if you want to buy an a uh, NFL charity organization of uh, uh, affiliate or you know you know you get to buy the the franchise, you have to be approved. And the other owners have to like you. And the other owners get to, to have a say whether you get to be a part of that cool kids club called the NFL owner thingy club-ish thing. But this is all charity. This is a charity. So, again, why am I buying – why am I spending a billion dollars to buy whatever and then uh, – what? But then the hot dogs are 20 bucks and the beers are $15 and the – where does that money go? If the charity organization covers everybody's salary cap with the TV revenues, then what is all this other stuff? Why is it so expensive for the average guy to get into the uh, the cereal bowl on a Sunday afternoon? And why do so many people watch this big event 
that's going to be on uh, here in just a couple weeks, February 12th. Why are we paying seven grand to sit in a seat I can barely fit in? Why am I paying seven grand for something I can barely see the field for? I mean, that's that's these are I mean, these are legitimate questions. If you want to be on the bottom row, tickets start at about twenty grand per ticket. And that doesn't get you the parking or the hotel or the flight or past all the human trafficking you have to go to. One I mean, that's another thing. Human trafficking is at its highest when this event is in town. And there's a lot of things that just I, and I'm hey. I'm a, I'm a football fan. I you know I'm a Chiefs fan. You know I got I know you guys are Bills fans out there, and you guys got your teams and all that. And I get it. Not stomping on that at all. But I'm just talking about like the money side of it. I'm talking about the corruption side of it. Why can't we? Why can't we have better transparency? If Goodall or Goodall or whatever, whatever his name is, obviously he's really important to me. Um, Goodell, if he is such a great guy, why does he get tens of millions of dollars of salary a year? Why does he have access to all these things and gets to go to all the games and do all? Oh, because he's the commissioner. He's the president. He's the CEO of a charity organization. We're mad if we hear that, you know, Goodwill, you know, is paying their CEO something, this and that. And that's a charity organization. We're mad because we hear about, you know, the Red Cross or whatever it is, one of these others out there that are United Way are paying their CEO millions of dollars. Well, we don't even think twice. We don't even think twice about playing, paying old good ale a bunch of zeros for what? What is he amazing at? Well, you know, he's uh, he's involved in a lot of different negotiations. Nah. No, I think it's more of a top-down organization. I think he feels more king-like than anything. And then who's going to call him on it? The board? The board that makes millions of dollars for being on the board of the charity organization, the largest charity organization on earth? I'm not again. I'm not trying to poo-poo the football guys. Enjoy it. I think it's great, but I think we got to really just also look at why is there so much money behind this? Why are we forcing certain things to happen? And I, hey, I, I played rugby. I, I was a football guy in high school and in junior high, and I, after that, I went to rugby. We actually, we actually won the national championship in 2015. Wichita Barbarians. We won, we won the national championship in Glendale, Colorado. You know, I, I get what it's like to get out there and do these things, but we paid our way the whole way. We paid our way through the whole thing because that's how that was. That's where rugby is. But yet these guys are out here flying around in private jets and doing all this stuff. And we're not, we're supposed to like, you know, bow down to these people. Like, why aren't they being more, why aren't they doing more, getting more involved in the community around them? And I'm, you know, it's just saying that the, the whole $7,000 just to get a nose and that's, that's before it's scalped guys. I mean, what's a plate, what's a scalp ticket going to cost us now? Um, real, uh, so we're going to change gears right before the commercial break. I want to, I want you guys to hear about this. Mexico is going to ban solar geoengineering experiments. Uh, the government's announcement uh, comes after media outlets expose a startup company based in Mexico that is allegedly using hot air balloons to spread sulfur particles into the stratosphere to combat global warming. I thought we were doing global. I thought, oh, is it? I thought we we're doing global change or climate change. Well, anyway, they're referring to as global warming. So the company uh, make sunsets. What? Wait, make sunsets. Make sun. All right, that's the name of the company. So the company's name is Make Sunsets. I've got to get. I got to get a company name or something cool like this where I can do geoengineering. <laughs> anyway, uh, is hoping to generate revenue by selling cool c- cooling credits 
to pay for a flight spraying loads of sulfur particles, which is essentially a carbon credit scheme floated by globalist groups like the World Economic Forum. Well, this guy's writing it right. This is a good guy. I already like him already. I like the way he's speaking here. Uh, the Mexican government noted in its press release on the subject that the studies show negative environmental impacts. Wait, what? You're gonna put? You're gonna spray? You're gonna spray sulfur into my in my environment? By the way. When you spray over Mexico, do you think that that just stays in Me- over? Do you think the air in over Mexico doesn't move from over Mexico? Is that what? So, all right. So, Mexican <laughs> Mexican government noted in the press conference um, that this environmental impact it's it's just there's no negative environmental impact. It's fine due to the release of these aerosols. See, I thought that's why we got rid of Final Net and Big Bar Hair is because of aerosols. But they can aerosol. Yeah. All right. The statement also explained that there is an uh, international moratorium that remains in force against the development of geo. Wait, there's a there is an international moratorium that remains in force against the development of geoengineering. I did. I did not know that because I know that we do geoengineering in America a lot. I know we do a lot of spraying and a lot of that. And I, and I, I really, I did. I'm going to have to ask who this. Um, <clears throat> who is? Who is? I. I got to get on this right. Uh, anyway, so this is a thing. This is where we're at. The the. I don't understand how we can just blaze right past this. But at least Mexico's standing up and saying, well. We're just not going to do that anymore. Um, also, up in uh, Wyoming, lawmakers are proposing a proposal for a legal slaughter of wild horses and burros. They're asking to um, to stop this, and I don't know why we even be, we even think that this is okay. We we really do things backwards, don't we? So there's wild horses in Wyoming, and then we're going to go out there and hunt them down and kill them because that does what? What are we? What are we? We're spending money to do this. That'd be fine. Don't worry about it. It will. It'll always end well. So that's how we look at that. Um, remember, though, today is President Zelensky's uh, birthday. So if you haven't mailed your package to him in Ukraine, you may be late getting it there today. But I'm sure he will look forward to your cards, letters, and condolences on his war in his country. All right, guys, got a commercial break coming up here. I'm Jim Price on WYSL Doctor Light. We'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, 
it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, what a great song coming back. You got to finish what you started. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, you know, I was never a rock star, so that's why I'm here on radio. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a story coming out of Hollywood. I know you guys are really worried about Alec Baldwin and his future um, because uh, they these people get away with things that we would never even imagine uh, doing that this is a thing. So that Mr. Baldwin, uh, uh, went ahead, received an, a firearm, did not clear out the gun, made, did not double check, did not check the rounds. That is all on him. Absolutely did not do a safety checks. Whoever was handling the gun to him was do, wasn't doing their safety checks. And an individual, uh, did pass from his actions, but this is the disgusting part. Uh, Western movie rust rust is the name of this movie he was on or is in, will continue filming with Mr. Baldwin in the lead role. A lawyer for the production said Monday, after, uh, days after per, uh, prosecutors say they will charge the actor with the fatal shooting of um, uh, Helena Hutchins, uh, Baldwin will continue to play Godfa- uh, grandfather Harlan Rust while Joel Souza will return as Rust director. And so this is what this is this is where rules for thee not for me or not for you or not for anybody else. Uh, this is the whole thing. They, they rules for thee, but not for me. They believe that they don't believe they don't live in the same world. You do. They obviously, uh, have elevated themselves into a world where we don't exist. We don't exist in that. This is, this is that this is again, this is the, where we, we look at why things are happening and how they're happening. This is a part of why we see the public servants in our Congress in our legislation, in our local uh, jurisdictions, we see them getting away with things because we let things like this get away. We let, the, and hey, you can say, Jim, I ain't didn't know, no way, man. I ain't, I ain't letting anything happen. It's happening. So we're letting it happen. We, we are the, we the people. We are the people. We are the difference makers. And so as we go through this, we need to be thinking about we need to have relationships with our sheriffs in a real way. We need to make sure that we are using the Second Amendment the way it was intended, a well-regulated militia, a well-practiced people's army. I had a gentleman on my show yesterday. He has a, a constitutional uh, class and all this other stuff. He wanted to make it a, uh, interactive so people would learn. And I, I did say, 
a well-regulated militia, a well-practiced people's army. He goes, that's, that's absolutely perfect. That's exactly how it should be said. And we should be doing these things with our local sheriffs and making sure that our sheriffs are being trained in the way that they should be. But also, the more often we use our firearms, the more often we are engaged with law enforcement, the more often we're going to find success. And we're going to see that the more we do these things, the more we practice, we're going to be better. And that's the that's what we should be thinking of. Uh, George Soros is uh, let's let's go into this little article here. You know, I George Soros is a real he's a real humanitarian. He's out there just trying to make the world a better. No, he's not. He's a, I don't I don't know why this guy's in America. If he doesn't like America and he doesn't like the money he made from us, why does he use his money that he made on us against us? This guy spent like fifty million or forty million dollars putting in DAs across the country. Why is that a thing? George Soros urges use of Eastern Europe soldiers to reduce the risk of body bags for NATO countries in the New World Order article. Well, that's nice. Soros describe uh, describe uh, so what what Soros described appears to be unfolding exactly as he predicted regarding the war in Ukraine. Armed with high-end NATO weapons, Ukrainian soldiers are actively countering Russia, which Soros had already feared would become a nationalist nation opposed to the global order he promoted in 1993. Mm, so, you don't do what I tell you. I come over, I make you, you know. I don't know if that was the right accent for it, but he's kind of a tool, so I don't care to imitate him accurately. Uh, anyway, so Mr. Soros, uh, he's very disappointed the world is not doing as he's told or the, as they're told because he has put money into this, and his opinion matters to somebody. But I, I digress. This is where I mean Soros predicted that this is what he wanted to see during the, the. He's going on and on to talk about how he his effect, what he thinks he should do is is really important. And uh, I don't know. It's, it, it just bothers me a lot. As we're going through these days and these times right now, guys, don't get tied up too much. Don't get tied up in the idea that this guy is going to give you heartburn. But be mindful that this guy has intent. His words have meaning. He's trying to go out there and tell you by putting his words into out there. I mean, people writing this down, that this article is being written about him. There is energy behind him. And we have to figure out how to counter that. We have to be the difference makers to move in a different direction. So you know what? I'm going to do opposite of George Soros. If George Soros tells me that uh, yeah, you got that Russian Yutsky, uh, Putin, he's bad guy, right? And so if you tell, if Soros is telling me Putin's bad guy, I'm an, I think Putin's my buddy. I, I'm just going to tell you right now. If he thinks that things aren't going the way they should in Ukraine, I think things are going amazing in Ukraine. This is the difference where we have to go opposite disease with these people. But don't get caught up in the gaslighting because sometimes they like to throw you a little zinger out there. So you got to be living life with purpose. You got to be thinking about what it is they're saying to you so you don't get sucked into something and then you're doing what they want because these guys are crafty. They are, they're the ones out there just wanting to spin things in their direction so you will play the game out for them. And one of the things that we do is we fight about what color our skin is, what's between our legs, and what we do in our bedroom. And we don't need to do that. We don't need to worry about all that stuff. I, I don't understand how we got down this road of, remember the political correctness? What happened to that word? Where's, why aren't we talking about political Why is it now the, 
the gender, what is it? I don't know, gender ideology or this LGBT stuff. This is all the evolution of. But remember the whole political, oh, you got to be politically correct. You can't say that. That's not, well, what a slippery slope we've gotten ourselves onto. We we slid right through COVID into this um you know, drag queen stuff. And I'm going to, I don't know if I've told you guys this, and I don't know how many times I'm going to need to say this until I really get some resounding echoing back to me is ladies, ladies, there are grown men out there dressing in some ridiculous, exaggerated makeup and hair and costumes saying that they're a lady. When are you guys going to say, uh uh, that ain't no lady? Stop doing that. We disqualify you. Move along. When are you guys going to fight for your identity to be amazing women, to be what you need to be, to be, to be the, the, the mothers and the wives and the, and the people that you want to be? When are you guys going to say, hey, dude, um, you're not a lady. That's not what ladies look like. And quit uh, gyrating in front of children. Because if you don't, I'm going to claw your eyes out of you. I mean, what, when, is it, when is it a bridge too far when Caitlyn Jenner, the first year he's a woman, and he's still a man, by the way, he never got his equipment changed, he just got his Adam Apple, Adam's apple shaved and some boobs. Uh, that's, uh, that's not, he didn't get the equipment done. He got woman of the year, and you guys are okay with this? I mean, we have somewhere along the line, we have got to stand up and say, we're not going to fall for this anymore. We're going to be better people. We're going to be, we're going to be amazing men and women growing up a future of patriots who believe in God and country and freedom for all. Instead of this weird ideology that that's okay for grown men to dress like exaggeration versions of women and do it in front of children. We have got to stand up, folks. And again, local politics have national impact. And we can be those people. We can be amazing. We can do the, we can do the dandelion harvesting out of our own front yard and heal ourselves. We can come together and say, this is not going to happen in my city, my county, my state, or my federal government. But if we, they don't read their, your minds. Politicians don't, are not mind readers. They're just people. And unless you open your mouth, unless you make your voice heard, it's not going to change them. And you have to hold them accountable. Yes, they are your public servants. They should be coming to you. But if they're not mindful to come to you to ask for your opinion, to ask if they're doing an amazing job or not, it is your job to go out and reach to them and say, listen, do as you're told. I pay your salary. I put you in that position. And I will take it away from you in a moment. This is our country. Remember, your future is a reflection of your heart now. Be the people you need to be. I'm Jim Price here on the Dark to Light Show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.